Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we've got a wonderful woman today on. Uh, she's a great professional writer, as well as uh, bereaved also, like many of you who are listening to the show today. Lost her mother to cancer in 2018 and her sister to alcoholism in 2021. And Heidi, why don't you introduce her? We will be talking about the Mastering Grief Through Writing today, and Dina Gashman is our guest, and she's a Pulitzer Center grantee and a frequent contributor to the New York Times and Texas Monthly. Her most recent book is So Sorry for Your Loss, and this gives a fresh take on grief, and as you said, unfortunately, she has lost both her mom and sister in the last several years. So welcome to our show, Dina. Thank you for having me. Thanks. It's so uh, great to have you on today. You talked a little bit about that your father went on Tinder. I know you wrote an article for the New York Times on that. And you said it inspired you to do this book. It did. I. Um, it took me a long time to figure out how to write about grief because um, my mom had passed away first and, it, and I just didn't write much of anything personal for a while. And the first thing I wrote was about her, actually. And then the second thing was about my dad's dating escapades, um, because it was as painful as it was to go through I have, um, with my two sisters who are still living. And then my dad, it was also very humorous. <laughs> so and I figured other people would relate to it. So I wrote about him going on Tinder, which he did because he didn't he hadn't dated since probably 1968, <laughs> right. he didn't know what else to do. Um, so he went on Tinder and when my sister found out she went ballistic and called me and I went ballistic. And so writing about that was actually kind of therapeutic because I just was able to find humor in something that was really tough for us. And then I got so many emails and responses from people. Some of them asking for a date with my dad, which was kind of funny. But most of them from, you know, bereaved people that either it was children or um, spout, people who lost spouses. And I just, that really is what kind of got me thinking, like, maybe I can write a book about not just that experience, but just grief in general. Wow. I can, I can really relate to this, Dina. That's why I was laughing because my father died two years ago. And when my mother started dating, we, her three daughters also went ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> And she was also on dating apps. And we were like, wait, what? What's going on here? <laughs> but it, it all worked out for the best. But, you know, it was just an adjustment. In the book, I interview, throughout the book, I weave in um, interviews with experts. And um, there's a Chicago-based psychologist um, named Demita Sunwolf LaRue that I talked to about this specific thing. And her, one of her quotes that I love is she said, we're all five years old in our brains when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I'm like, my sisters and I turned five when we found out my dad was- <laughs> and, 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 and our parents became teenagers again. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> home. Like, I was like, dad, you got home at what time? <laughs> How does writing help people? And did it help you? It definitely, it always helps me. Um, I've always wanted to write since I was very little. And so, you know, if I don't write, I, you know, it, I, I found my emotions maybe get like, I guess I'll like clogged up or something. Like it just helps me process and understand what 
I'm experiencing. And so the writing of the book was very difficult. It was more, I knew it was gonna be hard, but it was much harder than I thought. But it also helps me feel, I also, I always feel close to my mom and sister. You guys know this, you know, you, you continue to have bonds with the people you've lost. You you still have a relationship with them. It just changes. And so Mm -hmm. I, it helped me sort of foster that relationship with my mom and with my sister. I, in a weird way, felt like she was sort of my co-writer. I felt like she was sort of along for this with me. So it was difficult, but it also, you know, talking to experts and talking to other people and hearing their stories, I learned a lot and it, and it made me feel comforted just hearing from them. So as hard as it was, it was definitely worth it. And I think even if somebody's not a professional writer, I think just attempting it, you know, people may not like it, but I think just attempting to throw things out on the page can, can be kind of therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Dina, your mom, I have to wrap my arms around this. Your mom and your sister died within three years of each other. Is that right? Less than three years. Yeah. So my mom was November 25th, 2018. And then my sister, we found out March 1st, 2021. So it was, it was fast. So we were, my mom had been sick. Um, and then my sister was more of a shock. So it was a lot. Wow. Yeah. That, that is a really like the process. With my sister, you know, you never get over grief, obviously, but we were sort of just starting to feel like, okay, maybe we're going to be okay. Maybe we're getting back into like the flow of life a little bit. And then that happened and it just was, yeah, it was pretty shocking. And, and I remember just thinking like, are we, one of my first thoughts was like, we were doing this again. Like we're going through this mm-hmm. again. What are some of the major things that you found out about grief? That's a good question. I learned so much from that, from just going through it and then talking to other people. But, you know, one of the com- most common things that you learn when you experience deep grief is that it will never go away. And I remember before I experienced it, when people would say things like that, I'd get so angry. Like how, why are you cursing me? Like This will go right. away, you know, I'll move on. And until for me, at least until I actually went through it, I, I now I understand what that means. It's like, I'll grieve until the day I die. It's just comes, becomes part of your life. So that was a, a big, I guess, learning curve for me is understanding that People weren't trying to be mean or, you know, make me feel like I'd been cursed by saying things like that. It's just, it does stay with you. And, and also learn that you have to find ways to integrate it into your life. And as, as you guys well know, but just find ways to keep them with you the, in, a, in a way that may feel positive, right? So I still watch red carpets like I did every year with my mom and, and that Mm. It's bittersweet, but I also feel like I'm bonding with her. Um, so, you know, just things like that. And one thing that I learned actually from Elizabeth Brady, who I interviewed about, she lost her son. When my sister passed away, I, people would say like, oh, how many siblings do you have? You know, it's just a common question. Totally. And, you know, we were four girls growing up and everybody would say, oh, the four Gashman girls, I can't believe, you know, your poor dad, all that kind of stuff. And so when she died and people would say, how many siblings do you have? I would just completely stumble over my words. I had no idea. Do I say two? Do I say three and one died? Like I just was totally tongue tied. And I remember Elizabeth saying about her son that she learned to say, you know, I have two children and one died. And, and so it it made it easier for me to understand that like, okay, I will always have three sisters. If I want to say that one died, that's totally up to me in the moment. Um, but you know, things like that were very helpful for me to learn in those, in those kind of awkward moments of grief. Yeah, that's true, Dina, being 
So with somebody that's walked the journey is really helpful. And it, it does remind me of when my brother died. You know, he died at 17 in a car accident and he was my only brother. And it is amazing how often just casually people will say to you, how many siblings do you have? And you kind of have to do a quick assessment. Is this a safe person? Do I want to get into it? But, but I don't want to deny my brother or sister either. And if you deny them, do you have guilt after? I mean, it's very, that, that question can, can be complicated for us. It can. So I, like, I like the way that you described it. And like you said, you'll always have your sisters. Is it three, three sisters? Right. There's four of you. And I'll always have four kids in my family too. There's four of us. And one of them is my brother. So, you know, they're not physically here, but we still are part of a family of four kids. Yes. Yeah. It, it took me a while to, to grasp that. And totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to ask the question that Heidi um, always like uh, we've been dealing with siblings for years and years, and we call them the uh, overlooked mourners generally. But I'm going to ask the question, how's your dad doing? <laughs> right, Heidi? He's, oh, well, he, he's had a double loss too, right? Because he's, he's lost his spouse and his child. Yeah, his love of his life. I mean, they were they were like, you know, high school sweethearts. Um, so you know, between my mom and then my sister, he was very, we're all very close, but he was really close with my sister Jackie. And you know, she suffered for years, and no matter how bad she was, like she told him everything. So they were very close. Um, so it's been very hard for him, but he's, you know, he's not a person that retreats. You know, he got in a grief group immediately. He's in counseling. Like, I'm really proud of him for that. He's very in touch with his feelings. So it hasn't been easy for sure. Like he, he actually stopped dating for a while because I think it just, it, everything kind of hit him a little bit later. Um, and so he's, but he's, you know, he plays golf. He still works. He sees family. So he's, you know, I'm really impressed by him. I love it, Dina, because one of the major things my mother put on her dating profile on the app was that she was a golfer and wanted to be with a golfer. <laughs> because you've had multiple losses, what has it been like for you to have to not have your mom here? Well, it's incredibly hard. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I miss her every day. You know, I it was I had a weird thought even just the other day because I'm getting you know galleys of my book soon, which is you know the early physical copy. And I just had this weird flash of like, oh, I can't wait to send mom one, you know, because those, you know, so I just still have that all the time or like, oh, I want to tell mom about this gossip that I heard about celebrities. And so it's very, it's hard. It's very hard. You know, I you, actually today's her birthday. So it's. Been, oh my goodness. Hey, mom. Yeah, what is her name? Cindy. Cindy. Yeah, Happy so birthday, Cindy. Well, what Happy a great birthday. way to pay tribute to her by being on the show today. Yes. And so she would have been 72 today. So it's, you know, it's tough. I mean, losing a mom and we were so close or, you know, our whole family. So, you know, it's, it's hard on my sisters. It's, you know, but it's something that I have learned to live with. I mean, I'm not, you know, in bed every day and, you know, it's not like the initial, you know, weeks, months where it was just devastating, like physically, emotionally devastating. So, but it's still, it's, you know, it's hard thinking about her and just thinking like she was too young and she had all these grandkids. And, and so it is, you know, for anyone newly experiencing it, like those initial thing, feelings will, you know, I think if you work through it and um, hopefully they will kind of get better and more manageable. And, you know, so I still, I enjoy my life. I have great times. I laugh. I have a young son who keeps me right. giggling. And so, um, you know, and I just try to talk to him about her and I, I try to keep her alive, you know, for myself and him. 
Well, well, I'm identifying with a lot of what you're saying because my father died two years ago. And like you said, I think one of the reasons we're on this earth is to keep our sibling and parents, their memories alive for our kids yeah. and tell them the stories and all the things. But I think you brought up something which I can identify with. When something happens to me, which I'm proud about, I'm like, I can't wait to tell my dad he's going to be so proud of me. And I'm like, darn it, I can't call him. You know, I do feel like they're here with me. My sister's picture's right here. Or like I have a lamplet yeah. that my mom gave me. So I'm like, they're, they're kind of here. <laughs> I, so I feel like in some way they know. Um, you know their the, spirit is around you. Their guiding light is there to yes. guide you, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. You know, and you brought up something which I think is really important for people that are early in their grief. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, our grief is with us, but our pain is not as painful. Yeah. And our rebound is a lot quicker. And Dina, you've made a point. You have joy and you have happiness. And I was saying to someone once, we can hold joy mm -hmm. and grief and pain all in the same space. Sometimes okay. sometimes we will vacillate between it, even in one hour. Uh, and we're in a minute. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Well, tell us how people can get your book and, and do you have a website and what what places do you want to direct people to? So it comes out um, right now. It's slated for April 11th, um, and you can get it anywhere books are sold. You can get it on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, your favorite indie bookstore. So you know anywhere you can find a book, um, and it's called "So Sorry for Your Loss," and it explores grief, you know, kind of as a whole. I talk about collective grief. I talk about hospice. I talk about even losing pets. Um, so it's rooted in my own story, but I weave in a lot of different aspects of grief um, to try and make it sort of an all-encompassing look at it. Well, thank you so much Love for being on the show, Dean, and, and good luck on your grief journey and continuing to heal and, and with your wonderful book. Thank you, and, and you guys as well. Thanks, Dina, and thanks for being a great role model about the fact while you, you miss them greatly, your sister and your mom, you still have hope in your life. Yes, definitely. And thanks everybody for joining us on the show today. And Heidi, I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.